Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey, I want to remind you about a couple of things down in the podcast description before we get started. Yes, yes, this is the time to hit follow and subscribe, and we'll see you Wednesday, Thursday of each week. Uh, Meanwhile, I have been having a lot of fun creating visualization meditations from my heart for you, uh, and I decided I wanted to gift you a couple of mini meditations because sometimes there's not enough time in the day, and I want to remind you that there is. So I have one on parenting, one for fertility, and soon there's going to be one for your business, work, creating path. I have had so much fun, so I hope you enjoy them as much as I enjoyed making them. I also put a thank you button down below there, and that's just to remind us to keep going, that you want to support the show, or whatever your reason is, and we put up a collage of all of you who we're thankful for on the 9th of each month up on social media, uh, and Instagram, and uh, maybe even TikTok. We'll see if we can figure that out. All right, let's jump in. Today we're talking about family, a team effort. So (laughs) I have to talk about this. I know that ultimately a lot of us talk about the idea of, you know, having things work as a team and then things kind of work a little differently than you expect. Or if you're anything like me, (laughs) you, you have the intention, I mean, even before our Ella was born, the intention of doing things as a team, and then you get irritated with, I don't know, let's say the quality of the work that's done by others, or hello, perfectionism, ugly head rearing up, yes, yes, or you can do it faster. And I'm reminded of how many times, you know, that is fine for a while, and then the frustration comes in, right? Because you're overdoing it. So today, let's start this particular week, the week that starts on the day that you listen to this, with what you can let go of, and what is really important for you to hang on to, and what you can actually do together. So teamwork, when I talk about this, sounds so much like rah, rah, like, you know, reminds me of the 80s when I started working, you know, for a corporation and it was always like team this and team that, but I really mean it. And maybe I mean it, let me make up something. If I could create an acronym, it would be something like to ensure accountability mom. No, I don't know. I'm just making it up. But it there is something about if you've ever noticed if your kids or your husband or your partner or your wife do something that they don't normally do or even if they do normally do it, yeah, then they they are holding accountability for that space, that thing in a way that they don't. So the more they're doing, the more they're feeling it. So I noticed and I may have shared in the past when I asked Ella, hey, you know, you've got a friend coming over. Maybe you want your playroom to be a little more accessible, meaning <laughs> cut the explosion in half. It was pretty, you know, it tends to kind of be that crazy zone. 
And that's fine. And so she cleaned it up and then she's afterwards, she's like, my friends really destroyed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or if they do another part, somebody else does another part of the house and then, you know, they, they notice it. My husband will say, hey, don't leave that there. You know, so I, I kind of like it because it, you know, gets people thinking about things a little bit differently. And if you're the only one doing it, you're the only one noticing it. And there is also something to creating something together, doing it together, or doing your piece inside of the, you know, the whole, you know, that reminds us of what we can get done. You know, what does Ella's school say? You know, um, many hands make for light work, something like that. It's a quote from someone else, but there is something to that. And I don't know about you, there's many times when I just, okay, I just need to get this done. <laughs> I can't wait for them to get home or to have time or to be in the mood. And of course, there is the when to ask or when, not even to ask, when to bring the suggestion onto the table. Of course, you can't be mad and I can't be mad if it's four o'clock in the afternoon, everybody's been working or at school or whatnot, and it's, you know, energy levels are kind of eh. That is not the best time. There is, however, a time, for example, when there is that rare moment when your kids, like mine, when the sun changes, uh, who are up at the crack of dawn, you know, great, play, get ready, braid your hair, do the thing. And look, you have a little bit of time. So we have a thing called three things. You know, there's the three breaths. Inhaling and exhaling to find the grounding. And then there's the three things. And, you know, depending on your mood, three small things, three big things, doesn't matter. But if there's a pause between every once in a while, there can be that reminder like, hey, how about the three things? And then three things get picked up and not just shoved somewhere, but put where they actually belong. Now, that is the key <laughs> because three things can get picked up and then shoved into the everything boxes. And sometimes that's enough. If you're in a hurry and you just need something done, you can be cool with that. And other times, if there is space for it, it's making sure, one, that they know where that right place is, or they create it for themselves. That's even better, that it's logical to them. Uh, I highly encourage when you're finding places for things that you consult the people whose things they are because your logic and their logic might not be the same. And especially during this period of Mercury retrograde when I'm recording this, uh, which is lasting until what, the beginning, mid-June, I mean, it's a long one, you know, including the shadow effects. And that's a time when communication and technology, you know, can be challenging, but it's also a time for revisiting things and redoing things, reorganizing, reorienting, all that good stuff. And so these days we are looking at how can we positively orient ourselves instead of feeling like, oh no, the mailbox is a threat, it's going to be bills. Or, oh no, it's mercury retrograde and things are going to go wrong. Or, oh no, it's time to organize, this isn't fun. Turn on some music that you all like or let each person do their thing with their music in their time uh, and let it be fun. Let it be, you know, okay, who can finish their corner before the next? Well, that's competitive, but maybe it can be, you know, the, the first person who, who picks, first person gets to pick what dinner is or, you know, what the treat is on the weekend or what book we're going to read tonight. 
whatever it is that feels good for you, find your way of orienting. What would be another way as far as team orienting is asking them, hey, what motivates you? What would make it interesting? What would make this more fun? And especially as kids have more capacity and more bandwidth because they aren't thinking about what bills need to be paid and let's see, what day do I need to drop off the cooler for the Mayfair? (laughs) You know, all these other things. There is more expansiveness for creativity. And that is wonderful to, you know, do together. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at this maybe because I'm thinking about, I know I've talked about it before, but doing laundry. So we have kind of a tag team thing that's working pretty well, which is my husband does the laundry, which, you know, means that I have to take a breath in the things that get thrown in the dryer that shouldn't, but he's fairly good at it overall. So he washes and dries it, and then he brings it in a bag, and he puts it by the couch. And then, he, and what we will often do is put on some music, occasionally a movie, if that's appropriate in your household. And uh, Ella and I do it together. We fold things up together, and we put them in the bag. And then Dad picks, takes them up the stairs if Ella and I don't feel like it or he's on his way up. Whoever goes up the stairs next, it's at the bottom of the stairs, takes it up. And then usually I'll take it out and I'll uh, do it either. I'll put everything in the drawers or Ella helps me to put things at least in her drawers. She'll hand them to me and I'll put them in the spot. She prefers that. Okay, it's all good. You see, that's a team effort where we all have our piece that we groove with. Now, he Mats was never allowed to do laundry in his old life, so he kind of likes to do that piece. Folding it, not so much. Just like he loves doing the dishes, But putting them away, not his favorite thing. And so he'll be really loud if he puts it away, usually when we're sleeping in the night or in the morning, because he is inadvertently, maybe subconsciously making a statement, hey, why didn't you put these away? I did all the dishes. And sometimes it's possible and sometimes it's not. Just like I have no problem to do things, you know, I like cleaning the counters or the tabletops, but I really, really don't like doing the floors. So going back, we may have had this discussion before, but it's up because it's spring and we're going in and out and there's a lot of more movement and therefore messes are happening more easily because we're life, our lives are full and busy and we're in action. And so whatever we can do to make it easier, fantastic. What is my twist on today's that's a little different? You know, I mentioned in the mail that I sent to our little mail community, I don't send things too often, talking about ritual, ritual and traditions. Well, kids and actually we ourselves remember how cleaning and organizing happened or didn't happen in our homes, uh, or we don't have any connection to it. And we, uh, I can say for myself, like, I, I don't really remember I'm assuming that my mom probably did a lot of it because she seemed tired all the time. (laughs) Maybe I did it. Maybe I didn't do it. My closet definitely was not organized. I remember that. And my room got messier as my mom got nosier for sure. But I do remember that uh, it was kind of a quiet activity. And I don't want to say meditative because I wasn't really into that. but, But there was a calming thing to that, you know, organizing my stuffies, my stuffed animals on the top of my um, clothing cupboard or whatever. Uh, I do remember that. And they can kind of get creative with it and have fun with it. I think that the big challenge is if you don't have places to put things, 
if there isn't a clearly defined area and there's too many things, then that can be challenging. Ella is not great at letting go of things, and I'm not really the kind of parent that just sneakily gets rid of things uh, too often, very rarely, if at all. Uh, And I think it's actually important for her and for our kids to learn how to let go of things. So that's something that we do every so often. Hey, we're going to donate things and, uh, and then we have to be ready to let go and we have to be ready to let our kids let go of things that we might not want to let go of. So if you want to consider that piece, if there is something important, then you need to be really specific. Okay. Let's look at this book box and make sure that before you have them go through that book box, if there's anything that's a family family heirloom or something that has meaning for you that you're not ready to let go of or you hope to give to a grandchild or a be, you know, a niece, adopted niece or whatever your version of things are, then make sure that you do that. Uh, first so that you give them the full freedom and don't go, oh no, not this though. So, uh, and I made that mistake, which is why I'm saying it. Uh, So that is something, you know, regarding the team piece. The other team piece that I want to mention is meals. I, you know, we often, uh, there are moments where you think, oh, isn't it great that I'm giving my child a choice? And I want to just say this, we make this mistake often, mainly because we don't want it to be rejected, but know this, like us, there are times we just don't want to make a decision. We want someone to consider us and just make it easy. So rather than asking and knowing your child as well, you know, I'm going to this human design thing coming up and I'm so excited to be reminded of the ways in which my daughter needs to be communicated with because, and how that differs from myself. Uh, But that aside, recognize, notice when they go, I don't know, I don't know. In when you offer things in different ways. I'll give you an example. Hey, honey, what would you like for dinner tonight? Ah, I don't know is often the answer, especially at the end of the day. Whereas if I say, hey, honey, would you like quesadillas or a Buddha bowl tonight? I'll say, oh, Buddha bowl, you know, and or quesadillas. Uh, or I don't give a choice and I just say, hey, look, you want to go out and play you want to go out to the playground with your dad. I'm going to make quesadillas. And um, how does that sound? Okay, good. Great. Because that'll be, I said, because that'll make, get you out faster. And then she'll often say, oh, well, that sounds good. You know, so thinking about that. Now, I'm, I'm sure a lot of this you are already doing, but just notice this because there is, there are different types of people where yes or no, do you want this or that is much easier than this big, broad question, which you have to fill up this big space of, what do I want? Oh, that's big. That's a big, I don't know. Don't frustrate me. You know, and we, we go through this because we're all a little different in the household and we think that everybody thinks like us. That's natural. We just do that as humans. So yeah, make your life easier and have a couple choices in your mind, knowing what ingredients are there. They love having a choice. They feel in control of their world. And if they say, I don't care, then you say, well, uh, you had pasta in your lunch. So this sounds good. What do you think? Okay, make it easy. Keep it easy. Other times they're going to be in a really good mood and you know they love something and you just make it or that's all you have. And you just say, this is what I've got. All right, we can make it a little better by doing this and this. But sometimes that's just how it is. When they're hungry, they'll often just eat, you know, within the realm of what they love, right? (laughs) 
And that's the tricky thing. We talk about this all the time, like this food piece. It can be really, I find it stressful. Um, but working as a team, you can do it. Like my husband, I used to do all the shopping. Now he loves to get away from the family now that he's working at home a lot. He is so happy. Huh, I need to go down to get some bubble water, he'll say, and he'll go to the store and then he'll go to another store. And I'm like, why are you going to the store so many times? Oh, right, that's your alone time. That's the time when he can listen to his podcast, not answer to anybody, not have to be thinking about anything too much except the things. Now, granted, that means that often things are left and he doesn't remember things. And other times he's really focused and he's ready and he want, he's not starving and like ready to just jump there, get stuff and come back. I'll actually get the things on my list. And I'm okay with that. So he does the shopping. This is the teamwork. Then Ella will help me sometimes to put things away. She'll pull things out of the bag for me and then I can put them in the refrigerator, which is great for my back because she's closer to the bag size than I am. And I much, I very much appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we make it work. And every so often we do a chore morning where we take an hour or half an hour and we set up the dishes for Ella to do. And we've talked about that, so I'm not going to go into detail, but... And when you're doing it all together and you're putting music on, like we talked about earlier, and, and you really get something done, especially if there's a party or a gathering happening, it's great to have us have everybody involved. You know, it's, uh, it's key. So what are other things that you like to do in a team effort? Is it building something when it's summertime? Is it, you know, getting the lemonade stand out there? Is it preparing for a picnic? What is it that you as a family like doing as a team? I would love to hear it. I'm going to do my best. You know, I forget half the time. Uh, but I'm going to make, maybe I'll make something right now so I don't forget. Do a post on, you know, what's your favorite thing to do as a family, as a team. Uh, or you can write me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net and I will mention it uh, when you do that. All right. I hope you have a beautifully imperfect day. Remember, uh, think about what things people like to do and harness that, you know, and, uh, and then work as a team to fill in the other spots, get people helping. So they're feeling accountable and responsible and they'll speak up and say, Hey, treat that corner where I've been organizing or cleaning a little better and, you know, do what brings you joy you know, as a family, you know, have fun with it, make it a game, make it joyful. I think that we get too serious and stressed about things so often during the day, the week, the month, the year. There's so many things that are going to be coming and bumping along the way. And I'm realizing that things aren't necessarily going to slow down. There's always something, a drama, a bump, a hurdle, a transition. So why not make the daily tasks that are always there a little bit better? improve your life rather than feeling like one more burden. All right. I'll see you on the other side. This is Gotariel Anderson uh, wishing you a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for tuning into our Imperfect Parenting Podcast. We hope you found some valuable insights and tips to help you navigate the challenges of parenting, your path, and accessing joy and health. Remember, it's okay to make mistakes and take time for self-care. If you'd like to connect with us, jump onto Instagram at IP underscore parenting or Ariel Green Anderson on both TikTok and Instagram for fertility. 
If you're interested in learning more about anything you heard on this episode, be sure to check out our podcast description where you'll find resources for parenting, creating success in work and life, and even fertility, including a couple of free meditations, which I just have a lot of fun creating from the heart. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with just even one person that you think might benefit from it. And if you want to throw out a thank you and support this journey and this podcast, please consider clicking the link in the description that says thank you. And, uh, you know, we're going to put a little shout out to you every month around the 9th on our social media, just with a collage and uh, a little hey to you. Remember, it's okay to embrace imperfection and prioritize self-care. We hope you have a beautifully imperfect day out there. Thank you so much for listening.